This is the Dive Bomb Squadcast, presented by Dive Bomb Industries. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dive Bomb Squadcast. I'm your host, Astrid Tolliver. With the exception of some of you still getting after the spring snows, I figure with the arrival of warmer temperatures in many parts of the country, a lot of you have probably started shifting gears to long beards and bass or crappie. Today, we are going to talk all about the Dive Bomb Squad Fest coming up in June and what you can expect at this event. To help me with this, I am joined on the phone by the two main organizers of the Squad Fest, my good friends and co-workers, Forrest Carpenter and Kyle Jones. What's up, fellas? Hey, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? Not too much, man. I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Went crappie fishing for the first time this spring the other day, and it was on fire. So I'll tell you what, I'm feeling good. Kyle, I know you just got back from Osceola country and connected. So yes. congratulations on that. First step of Thank the Grand you. Slam is complete. You want to give us a quick recap? Uh man honestly it was the it was a it was a crazy hunt not really crazy like as far as action goes just with how fast it happened um i was hunting i mean we heard bears we saw mountain lion tracks we saw alligators we saw snakes it's the wildest place i've ever hunted i mean i'm my back was basically bordering the everglades um and the way that they hunt them down there is they've got all these cattle pastures and um really that's where you're kind of forced to move and uh walk around so in the middle of these cattle pastures they've got like these little palmetto islands and we came around these palmetto islands and actually spooked a bunch of birds out of the field on accident like we spooked out there were seven jakes and two longbeards and two hens um that were all nestled on the other side of this little palmetto island and they all ran out of the field and we had another bird goblin that's the bird we were trying to get on and uh so we sat down we're like well we still got that bird that's not spooked goblin so i sat down and actually pulled out a box call and i yelped five times and waited about 15 seconds and then i did a little cut uh with a cut sequence with a few yelps at the end of it and before i could even set my box call down i had uh i heard a jake yelp and i look over and all those birds minus the hens were all running back to where we just were wow. uh where they just were so like it was literally like a matter of 45 seconds of running these birds off <laughs> they all came back and uh it was it was crazy because i mean i didn't really have I didn't really have time to react or anything like that. So it was like one of those where your nerves couldn't get all ramped up. It was just kind of like, boom. And then uh, it was done. So it was, uh, it was fun. It was, it was a experience of a lifetime and one I'll never forget. Absolutely. But it was, uh, it was pretty crazy how it all, I've never had that happen <laughs> with turkeys. And um, it was just, it was a pretty cool experience. Did, uh, where'd you fly into? I flew into West Palm Beach West and Beach. yeah, so this was a nightmare in itself. I flew into West Palm Beach. My car rental place didn't have a 
car available until eight in the morning. And I flew in at like 11 at night. Um, Jeez. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to post up on a bench inside the airport. Well, security comes over at about 1130 and they're like, hey, just to let you know, because of COVID, we closed the uh, we closed the airport down Ooh. to sanitize. But it, here's where it didn't make any sense. They're like, oh, OK, you can go sit outside. But if you got to use the bathroom, you're more than welcome to come back in and go to the back. And I was like, that's pretty stupid personally, but whatever. Um, and so I had to, I was sitting outside um, preparing to sleep outside in West Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, finally, the the guy from the Avis, the, the Avis bus rental place was like, uh, I went over and talked to him. I was like, man, what are the odds of me getting a vehicle? He's like, this dude from Haiti. So he's got this thick Haitian accent. He's like, man, I'll go take you to Charlie. We'll we'll talk to Charlie, try to get you in a van. So then <laughs> I end up with a minivan again when I was supposed to have a truck. Um, the Chrysler Pacifica didn't let me down. Um, and so then I ended up sleeping in the van in the Walmart parking lot because all the hotels were booked up that night so oh, was, i'm trying to tell you turo turo's the way to go man yeah but dude that dude that turo guy wanted 120 dollars for a freaking uh it's the only one they I mean, had down there yeah because well it was, it was west palm it was west palm beach during spring break so it's like yeah, everything all everything was done everything was booked up you know i called some hotels and they were like they they didn't even like address what hotel I just called, they would just answer the phone and say, sorry, we're full and just hang <laughs> up. I was like, dang. They're like, right. man, we don't need your business. Um, exactly. So you got the full Florida experience. I guess now you know why all these super wild news stories start with Florida man and then fill in the blanks, like Florida man bitten by alligator that was sleeping in the bed with him. You know, like, oh, dude. Totally. <laughs> like I mean, the running joke, Florida man, Florida woman. It's like, man, it's a, it's a, it gets, gets pretty, pretty crazy down there. Oh yeah. And where I, where I was hunting, it was woolly. Like the wool, it was a woolly area where I was hunting. Like, dude, like it was, it was crazy. It, was, it reminded me of like some backwoods of Kentucky type <laughs> stuff. Like there's a lot of messing around going on in some of those areas yeah. and i was like oh no doubt. shoot you know so that's hilarious well that's, that's awesome man i'm i'm yeah. glad you connected down there Forrest, what you been up to man how is uh how's little f2 doing oh he's doing awesome he's actually asleep in the next room right now and he just started cutting teeth so i'm, I'm oh, hoping it'll last but uh <laughs> uh he's doing great and you know we still got oh uh, we got one drift outside our front door it's about five feet deep uh, snow so um most of it's starting to melt off you can you can get to the road now and you know it, it, gosh up until yesterday it was all four-wheel drive in and out of the neighborhood so it's been pretty crazy there but um you know just kind of typical march in colorado this is when we get all our snow and everyone starts to feel like all oh, right it's springtime especially me you know once i can't right. be out there hunting waterfowl i really have no desire to have any snow or, sure. or be, have it be cold yet. No, I can just go ahead and start the off season. Let's, let's get it going. But now I'm looking at a lot of snow and nice blue sky day, but you know, not a whole lot to do when every place is still shin to knee deep in it. Right. 
No doubt. So this time of year is typically whenever you guys really get dumped on in March. Yeah, actually, yeah, March is when we get our most snow, and April is when we get our second most snow. Is that so, right? Um, yeah, it I is. Yeah, never, it's, it's kind of interesting. I would have never ever thought that. I would just assume like you know January, February for sure. Um, so Asher's I wouldn't even have thought that. Asher's rescheduling his ski trips currently. Yeah, yeah. no kidding, man. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> well, used to go on spring break is, growing it, up, and it was it used to yep. be awesome, man. But I just I just assumed it was always better earlier, but um, doesn't sound like that's the case. When when we get snow in January and December, uh, those two months it's typically colder, and you get that really nice, super fine champagne powder. Mm-hmm. Um, so. If, if you're a powder guy, earlier is really nice. Um, when it gets to be these spring snows, we start getting the, the warm, wet air coming up from the okay. coast. And then the cold front's coming down. So we get these really big, heavy, wet snows. Gotcha. Like, uh, we had 60 to 100-year-old trees snapping in half. Um, roads were completely obstructed with big cottonwoods. Um, wow. You know, we, we get the big, wet, nasty stuff in the spring. So I'm definitely speaking for us southerners when i say that uh you know we're starting to starting to warm up in parts of the country and people are pulling out the uh pulling out the bass rods yeah how was uh how was live scoping the other day oh it was awesome man they were on fire i'm i I had a really really good one on um got him all the way to the surface you know and i yanked him up really quick he came off right at the surface and he was still kind of hanging there on the surface and i almost had time to grab my net and net him up and he just gathered himself right before I get to him. And that one hurt because he was, he was a good one. I think he would, he would have gone, he was big, I think two and a half pounds. So I was hurting. It was my first big one, you know, I lost of the spring, which certainly won't be the, the last one. And then, you know, I got on a pretty good street, caught some nice, you know, 12, 13 inch fish. I was feeling pretty good. And I hooked up with another giant. I saw this just absolute pumpkin on my live scope. He was roaming, and um, he was he was all by himself and presented it perfectly. He was about I don't know, probably fifteen feet out and about twelve feet deep. And I pitched it at about twenty five, drifted it right over his head exactly the way I wanted. My boat was set up perfectly. And he absolutely throttled it. You know, I watched him crush it. I knew it was a good fish, two pounds plus, And it was almost an exact repeat of one before. And I swear, I've told, I've talked to five people, a couple of my buddies, 100%, no doubt in my mind, this fish was going three pounds. And when I lost him, I got, you know, I got a really good look at him, just like the one before. And and very well made it, may have been a PR. I've got my, my best, this is a three, four, and I've got a picture of him I'm looking at here. and. You know, I don't want to say that hefty, but 100% he would have gone three pounds. And when I lost that fish, dude, it just like, it took everything out of me. Like my heart went to my stomach and I was just like, man, that one hurt. So for my first trip out, I definitely fished like it. Um, It, uh, you know, I made a lot of mistakes. I caught a lot of fish. I mean, I caught my limit, you know, a lot of really good keepers and, you know, I had no problems those 12, 13 inch fish, they hit it. I think I caught every single one, but my two best ones of the day, um, I didn't, you know, I just didn't get it done. So it was an awesome day. Awesome day. The, the fish were so fired up. If you presented it properly, it, uh, 
they were going to hit it. And it was an awesome day. And you could tell that everybody knew that that lake was right because, man, it was a it was a Tuesday. And it looked like the Bassmaster Classic out there, man. I mean, this one cove Ooh. had probably 25 people in it. We're talking about a Tuesday, man. And But it didn't really matter, you know, to be honest with you. It wasn't like ducks where, you know, people were calling them. I mean, there there were so many fish and they were so fired up. And, you know, with that live scope, you know, a lot of, a lot of the guys were uh, were uh, spider rigging and uh, a lot of people were just single pole. And you could see a few people out there live scoping, but um, nobody was really stepping on each other's toes because – the, the fish were there. I mean, and everybody knew the fish were there. So even with that many boats at times, you felt like you're playing bumper boats. You kind of want to get frustrated a little bit. You know, you start working a little area or a bank and some like, you know, a hundred yards, you know, 80 yards comes in front of you and cuts you off and then starts going the same direction you were going. You're kind of like, eh, you know, but honestly there were so many fish. It really wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. So I've got some work to do. I got, a, I got some things I can do better, um, you know, and present some, some baits properly and, you know, just get better hook sets. Honestly, I think I don't want to blame it on anything, but I, I, I do need to get a better pole. I just need to invest and, you know, I haven't wanted to spend a lot more money, but um, I've got to get something with a little bit more backbone that I can, you know, boat flip them a little bit more efficiently. Because I think if I had a, a good pole with some strong backbone, I would have caught both of them because I felt like I had really good hook sets. But I think my I think my pole just has a little bit too much give in it. So... Anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to, if, if I keep going, I'm going to start talk, talking about crappie fishing <laughs> the whole time. So we've, um, we got to keep moving forward. But, um, you know, Forrest, he was talking about his, his little guy. I was, you know, I was glad to get to meet him for the first time a, a couple of weeks ago when we were in Denver uh, for the night before heading out to Oregon. Man, he was just so content, you know, as long as he could, he, he could see the action, he was good, just, just in total total chill mode with the crew and i know you know for you quickly learned there's nothing better than oh. being a daddy Dude, that was that was all awesome. i'm just so glad it worked out because you know neither you nor kate had gotten to meet him kyle's the only one who had so um not only that but it was about time you finally got to meet my wife i know man um, i felt like i already knew her when i met her but i know well gosh i mean it's, it seems like you know everybody so well but you know you look at it and it's like gosh i haven't seen your family since right. about you know, this time last I year, know, it's just, I it's know. just crazy, but, uh, no, being a dad's awesome. And, um, I was really glad that worked out because I was really craving some of that, uh, jalapeno <laughs> cheddar smoked sausage. That was good stuff. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> All right. June 11th and 12th live at dive bomb headquarters in Maryland Heights, Missouri. We are holding the first annual dive bomb squad fest. Now, this festival is centered around calling contests that will amount to over $30,000 in prizes. That includes cash, dive bomb prize packages, guided hunt packages, uh, some calls from our vendors. But this event is not going to be special for just our contest callers. This event will have something awesome to offer everyone. Now, before we get into some of the finer details of the event and some things that may be of interest to the non-competition folks. Can you guys talk about the various calling competitions that are being held and explain these events to our listeners? Yeah, definitely. Um, so just as far as the, the, the calling contest, we're going to have something for everybody. Um, we're going to have junior contests for 
you know, the, the younger folks, uh, both duck and goose calling uh, and the duck calling is going to be a meat style contest. So, you know, we don't have to worry about five-year-old Timmy trying to, to ring a duck call and, you know, mm. people, people bleeding from the ears all day, but, um, no, we're, we're going to have a junior contest and, uh, and then we're going to have, uh, also a novice, um, meat duck and a novice goose. Uh, and those contests are going to be for people who haven't won, uh, anything outside of a junior contest in, you know, their respective divisions. So that's a good one. And, and really that's, that's kind of one of my favorites to see because that's where you start to meet the up and comers. Um, you know, it gives guys an opportunity to come to a contest that's got some really good stuff going on without having to face uh, future and former world champions, you know, it kind of sure. lets them get their feet wet without feeling like they're jumping straight in the shark tank, you know, Not going from a ball to the big leagues. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's going to be really cool. And especially this one because of uh, the, the prize package that we're putting out, man, this is, this is going to be a really high caliber uh, purse for this novice contest. So that's, that's going to be awesome. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing the people that come out for that. Uh, both the the meat duck and the the goose, um, and then we're going to step it up to the big leagues. We're going to have the, uh, the the open meat duck and open goose, uh, both of which are going to have ridiculous prize packages, uh, big payouts, and we're going to have some of the biggest names in the waterfowling world there. And um, you know it's it's going to be a it's going to be a hoot. Um, there's going to be a lot of really really talented callers. Uh, we got some really qualified judges that are going to be there, and it's going to be a, a really top-notch deal. Um, so those are going to be our six main contests. Uh, Friday night, we are going to have a two-man duck calling contest, um, but this one's going to be a little bit different. Uh, for those of – I don't know if there's anyone who would listen to this podcast that was uh, around when uh, prior to Rogers holding a contest in Kansas City, there was uh, – Galleons and Galleons used to do a deal the night before the contest started, um, where basically they, they'd have dinner and a, and a two-man duck. Well, that's something that I really enjoyed. And, and after talking to, to Kyle and you, Asher and uh, Cody, I mean, it's just one of those super neat things that kind of brings everyone together and sets the tone for the deal. So Friday night we're going to have uh, awesome food. Kyle will tell you more about that. Um, and we're going to have a, a semi-informal two-man duck calling contest where basically uh, instead of all the contestants being shoved away back in a corner with uh, secrecy and silence and everyone stressing about who's going to win this prize or that prize, it's going to be really laid back. Everyone's going to be sitting out in front of the stage. We're going to grab something to eat, sit down. Team one's going to blow and call and then walk right back to their table, sit down and eat. Um, we may not even do three rounds. This may be just a, you know, a, a two round, everybody blows twice kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what the turnout is and how it ends up being structured. But the thing is, it's going to be a nice informal, really, really enjoyable time. Uh, and it's going to be a unique contest. So, um, you know, for those of you who are contest callers, it's going to be great. You get to sit and hang out with your guys and not get yelled at for talking. So, mm-hmm. um, that's going to be fun. And for you guys who aren't, calling uh or contest callers this is going to be a great opportunity to get to meet people to get to to just kind of see what things are like and and to uh you know kind of get the chance to shake someone's hand before saturday comes around and it's all business and it's you know busy 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 i mean we're expecting a whole lot of people that are not just contest callers but 
uh, just folks out to have a good time. So, uh, you know, Friday night might be the time to, uh, you know, to, to come and, and have a drink, have something good to eat and, and, you know, get to introduce yourself to, you know, your favorite caller out there. Right. Cause a lot of guys are going to have their game face on Saturday. Cause there's, there's a lot on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. Re- registration for all these contests, they'll be done in person the day of the event, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're going to start real early with that. So, um, you know, you, you'll have to be registered. Uh, I think it's just as, as long as you're registered prior to the contest that you're going to blow in, you're all right, but we're going to be starting registration. Uh, I think it's at seven in the morning. So we got a lot of events, a lot of big stuff going on, and we're going to get this thing cranked. Quickly. Yeah, absolutely. What are the entry fees for each contest? Uh, they're pretty low, actually. So um, they're they're very reasonable. The uh, the kids contests uh, are going to be twenty five dollars, um, and then the novice contests are going to be fifty. And I think we went with a hundred dollars for the open contest. Does that sound right, Kyle? Yeah, just because. I mean, we're paying out five grand all the way, and then we're paying out the fifth. I mean, that's a yeah, hundred dollars is reasonable. Very, very. Kyle, have you guys settled who the judges are going to be for this event? Yeah, we've got a few. Um, I've got a few here that I can start naming off. Um, you know, guys like Michael Steinmeier, uh, 2019 World Duck Calling Champion. Uh, he's going to be helping us out immensely. Uh, guys like Wade Walling, who's a 2008 world goose calling champion and a 2010 world goose calling champion of champions and then uh lawrence mock uh he's from virginia uh but he's he's like top 20 ranked in the duck calling and in duck calling and then uh and in goose calling and he's judged world goose multiple times um and then a guy named moro tomasetti uh if you don't know who moro tomasetti is uh he is one of like the main and OG contest organizers back in like the early 2000s. So uh, he was he was helping with uh, you know IWAs back in the day, Burlington. But he also ran a contest in Chicago, um, and it was called the Cystic Fibrosis Open. It was actually put on for his daughter, um, and basically it was like a benefit contest and he's you know he's been around tim grounds hunter grounds since they were little and all the way up you know the young kelly powers uh field hudnall sean hammocks all those guys so he's been, he's got a really really great year for really good calling understands the game um and yeah so we i mean we've got we've got quite a few more too uh but those are some some of the uh some of the guys that we've got slated right now that are going to be helping out all day and then Forrest and i will be we'll actually be hopping in and uh judging contests as well okay so some of the guys will be judging uh both duck and goose yeah. and then we'll have some guys yeah. just kind of doing one or the other yep okay well all of those guys you listed and the other guys that i know you have on the side that you all have told me about you know kind of waiting to hear back they're certainly more than qualified so uh, great job on on putting together such a strong panel of judges now i know neither of you can win any of these contests because you're not going to be participating but rather handling the mc duties nearly everyone that joins me on the squad cast gets put on the hot seat at some point 
and you guys are no exception. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> Hit me. First question, Kyle, I'll let you answer this one. What team will win the two-man goose? Um, Not two-man be... goose. Sorry, we don't have a two-man goose. Two-man two duck. Yeah, two man, Informal two-man two duck, duck Friday night. Two-man duck will be either Corey Nickham and Jody Nickham or whoever Corey Nickham blows up. Okay, Forrest? Yep. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I mean, if if if, uh, Actually, if Seth Fields and Trevor blow together, they would they would probably they would probably it could go one of those ways. That that would be my other choice. Okay, I'm gonna throw Hunter Grounds in there, uh, especially if if DP comes uh, and and if the two of them. I mean, we've talked about them blowing goose calls together, but uh, you get a couple couple of good duck calls in their hands, and it gets pretty scary. Forrest, you get to answer this one first. Who is going to win the open meat duck? Corey Nickham. Kyle? Um, it's either going to be Corey Nickham, Seth Fields, or Trevor Shanahan. But those are – that's going to be – That's those the would top be my three, team. you think? Yeah, that's the top three. All right. Next question, Kyle, who's going to win the open goose? Robbie Iverson. Forrest? Oh, that's tough. There's a lot of guys that I want to throw their names out there because we've got some some really really big hitters coming. Um, you know, I honestly it, it does it is the kind of contest that that Robbie would win, and I'm so used to you know putting Kyle's name in the mix, and I can't right now. So I, I'll I'll go with Robbie as well. And last but not least, this may not be related to Squad Fest, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Kyle, who's going to win the World Goose in Easton this year? Oh <laughs> man, come on, dude! I, mean, I'm, I want to, absolutely. That's the goal, anyway. Uh, Forrest, what do you think? Well, <laughs> come on, man! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will say. I will say. We're gonna announce this right now. All right, Forrest and I will be blowing together at Two Man World Goose. So that way, there's no. They, they, we gotta. We wanna. We talked about it and. We're going to be doing that. We're we're putting it in stone. Well, I'll go. Yes. Ahead, I'll go ahead and say it. If neither of you will, Kyle Jones is going to win the World Goose in Easton this year. Three P. There you go. I'll tell you what. It'll be interesting to see how this thing shakes out. Uh, the best of the best are going to be participating in these contests, and there's there's going to be a lot on the line. So it's going to be very very fun to watch these talented callers battle it out. Now, yeah. let's talk about some of the other parts of the event that uh, those planning to visit may enjoy. The first thing that comes to mind is food, and we are going to be very, very strong in that department. Can you tell me a little bit about the limited catering Friday night as well as the food trucks in attendance for the big day on Saturday, Kyle? Yes. So Friday night for our two-man duck dinner, um, there's a guy named Bart Likes. Uh, he runs like a, a, a mobile uh, cooking trailer um, and he's actually hired. He's been hired by multiple, uh, you know, multiple guide services to come down there for an entire season and cook for their clients, guys like Honey Break. Uh, and then he even cooked for uh, whenever John Steven opened up the new R&T shop. He was he was the guy cooking down there. So it's not, you know, it's not your average um, barbecue travel trailer you know mm -hmm. he's he's got it all done up he's going to be cooking some great stuff for us he's super super excited about it 
and just the setup he's got with that truck, man, he's got like eight or 10 Traegers in that trailer. Uh, and then he's got TV screens all around it and it's just a cool, really, really cool setup. Um, I think he's going to be cooking for, uh, we planned on cooking him, cooking for 200 people. Um, and that does include, you know your your contestants uh for the contest and judges as well so it's going to be it's going to be limited but i mean he's going to be doing some uh some southern style pork he's going to be doing a bunch of different macaroni and beans cornbread dessert even um man this guy is next level and then the next day he's actually gonna stick around as well and and sell uh you know individual like lunches and snacks to people uh as uh, just as like a, a food truck and on Saturday um, I kind of envisioned a like you know like food truck parks you go into a, uh, a large you know um, area they've got these food truck parks set up and I kind of wanted to have that feel so I've actually got so Bart will be there I've got a place called uh, Doggy Max coming and that's a local St. Louis spot uh, it's like custom hot dogs, like in Mac, you can put macaroni on them. You can do whatever. Um, it's kind of a, kind of a new, cool, new vibe type deal. And then I've actually got, uh, blues fired, brick fired pizza coming Sweet. as well. So you'll have, so we're going to have some have options, everything. some real options. Oh, there. Dude. We're, you're not going to have to leave to go get some good quality dude, food. It's going to be no. right there. And that, and that's kind of that's kind of the goal, you know, with with this entire event. And Forrest and I, we talked about it a long time. We've had a lot of long plane rides together, uh, and a lot of time hunting over the this past season. Is like we we grew up going to these events where it was you know, it was just a really really good time and really awesome. You know, there's a big party. You know, everybody was having a great time, having a lot of fun. There's great food involved. There's, you know, there's going to be alcohol involved. Um, but, you know, that's what we wanted to create with this. That's mm-hmm. the goal. You know, that's that we want it to be. A, obviously, you know, we're we're holding it as dive bomb. But man, it's we're bringing it. We want to bring it back, and we want dive bomb to be bringing it back as well. Definitely, definitely. Now, you know, with Friday night being limited availability, and you know, being the first of of this type of event for us, it's the hardest part, you know, I've said it before has been projecting numbers. That's why you've seen us do a lot of polls, putting feelers out, trying to get a feel for how many people we're going to have there. And who knows whether it, you know, it's undershot, it's overshot, but how can people get, uh, not reserved because we're not taking reservations, but how can they get set up to know that they're going to have some of that dinner on Friday night? Um, I'll actually be working. I've got a few things I'm working on this week and into next. Um, we'll be, we'll be doing a, like a ticket sale for these um, okay. plates for food and dinner. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll have that. And I've got some other stuff. I got. What is the on cost too. on that going to be? Um, man, we're thinking, honestly, we, it's something that we're kind of tossing between, you know, about 17 to $20, okay. uh, 
per meal. I mean, what you? Well, I'll tell you what. Though. It's going to be well worth it because you can't go. You know, when we ate that barbecue in Denver, I mean, each of ours alone was thirty dollars. And don't yeah. get me wrong, Forrest, I'm not stepping your toes. It was, it was good. <laughs> but <laughs> looking at this guy's stuff on Facebook has like my mouth watering, and I would I would throw money at him, at, especially at seventeen to twenty dollars. So definitely, yeah. yeah. Um. Also, on Friday night, you'll, we'll be holding a, a little Q&A session with some of the guys at Dive Bomb Ministries. Um, so that Friday night's going to be fun. You know, we're going to have a little Q&A, nice food, informal two-man, hanging out, networking. Should be a really good time. You guys will have the opportunity to put Cody and Forrest and Cade and Kyle and myself on the hot seat for once. So there's your opportunity to ask these questions. Uh, that's that's been burning burning to know so as cool as friday night is going to be saturday is shaping up to be absolutely awesome <clears throat> for those of you that are legit at cornhole make sure you got your partner selected uh, we will be having a cornhole tournament we're going to pay it out to first second third place that's what you guys voted on in the group overwhelming majority so that's what we're going to do it's going to be low-key it's only a thirty dollar entry fee per, per you know per team, so not much damage at just fifteen dollars a person. So uh, that should be a fun way to just keep everyone entertained, keep them in the competitive spirit. Um, you know, can can talk a little trash. You know, have a little fun. You guys, you guys, any good at cornhole? Y'all gonna participate in that? I don't know. Y'all <laughs> probably won't even have time. You know, we're going to be running uh, that's so the hard. Thing. I was going to say y'all are lucky because Kyle and I are going to be running around. So <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think it's been made fairly apparent. He and I hit things off pretty well right off the bat. So uh, while we haven't gotten to beat anybody in cornhole yet, uh, it's just got to be the next thing coming. Yeah, so, I think the stepbrothers. Uh, just, just consider yourselves the lucky. The stepbrothers so. could make a run for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we, actually, we actually have a trip planned to uh you know venice beach and we're gonna sit on the basketball courts on side the beach and just start you know hustling people in, in two <laughs> on two yep uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be wearing my boots ready to, to straight hustle <laughs> <laughs> you know other attractive events for saturday uh we'll have warehouse tours you guys will get to see where all the magic happens we'll have some raffles you know one thing i'm really looking forward to is the seminar by Dr. Doug Osborne. Uh, Dr. Yes. Uh, Dr. Osborne, he's an associate professor of wildlife management at the University of Arkansas at Monticello. And you guys, if you followed along on social media, Instagram, Facebook, you'll probably see that Kate and I, we went out and banded some birds with them in February. And typically most banded ducks are captured on their northern prairie breeding grounds and that's kind of left a hole in the the scientific understanding of of what birds need in their their southern wintering grounds most particularly the iconic timber and rice country of the mississippi river valley so when you combine uh, you know the norms of of shifting temps and rainfall patterns and with the changing agricultural practices this makes their work critical to understanding how we can sustain and preserve our waterfowling heritage. And the best part is that all of this data is coming right from our Mississippi Flyway Mallard. So 
uh, being in St. Louis and the majority of those in attendance, even if you're, you know, coming from a different flyway, Eastern or Central, I think you'll find this information very important to us as conservationists moving forward. We'll probably have uh, Dr. Doug up for 30, 35 minutes, open up for a 10, 15 minute Q&A. So uh, that'll be a great opportunity to to ask some questions. So we're really, really excited about having him out. Yeah, I could, uh, I could honestly listen to that stuff and just kind of follow along with that all the, as you know, for hours. Like if he sat up there and spoke for three hours, I would sit there the whole time and listen to him. I know, Forrest, you're probably the same way. But. Oh, my, oh my gosh, man. Yeah, no, I honestly, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am amped about the calling contest, but this seminar yeah. is one thing that I am clearing my schedule for. I will have everything taken care of that I need to so I can sit <laughs> down and, and be taking notes listening to Dr. Osborne talk about this Definitely. stuff. He's a great listen. They've just done so much valuable research, and it's just so cool to um, – you know, to listen to somebody, not that's given their, you know, their, their two cent Facebook opinion. That's not to say everybody that gives an opinion on, on, you know, why the ducks are where they are at what times are, are wrong, but to listen to somebody that has uh, extensive research to back it up is, is pretty cool. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to do that just before the main event. So before the big show, we're going to have uh, Dr. Doug up. So we'll have some of the other events earlier in the day, some of the novice events, and we'll get to midday around lunchtime. And, uh, you know, I don't know the exact schedule, but I do know the main events are a little bit later in the afternoon and into the evening. Those events for the big dogs, paying out the big money, big prizes. Uh, so we're going to have Doug up on the main stage before the main event. So that should be really good. Uh, we already talked about the food, how good it's going to be. And Kyle mentioned that, you know, we've got to take care of those that need to stay hydrated out in that June Missouri sun. So we are going to have some booze there for people that are wondering. Kyle mentioned it earlier, but yep. we will have alcohol. Kyle, um, can you tell listeners that may be interested in the hotel accommodations we have lined up for those coming to the squad fest. Yep. So in the group, I, I mean, I'll post again too, or kind of bump it up, but I provided two links to uh, two different hotels that are, were generous enough to um, block off some rooms for us and give us a discounted rate. I think it's, I think one hotel is the double tree at Westport and it's uh, 85 bucks a night. Um, and then the other is the Sheraton at Westport. Uh, and I think that's $89 a night. And that is a, I mean, that's a steal. Very, very nice place. Because, the, I mean, that, that Westport area is like a hub for uh, nighttime entertainment. You know, like bars, restaurants, all that stuff. So, um, you know, if you wanted to go there after or whatever, after our event, you mean you can still go tear it down without having to spend 40 to 50 bucks in an uber fee you know definitely um so, and, they're, and they're nice hotels too they're not just they're not ran down you know dirt shacks they're they're nice hotels that change out their sheets whenever they clean the rooms and stuff 
<laughs> we stayed in a few of those this season that definitely oh, did not abide by that. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about a number of things. Let's see some new products. You guys may get a sneak peek at uh, some of the new things that we've got coming. We've got honker floaters that you guys know are on the way. You may have a good look at them. You might have the first opportunity to buy those. I know a lot of you interested in the fully flock V2s. Maybe some V2 AFs flocked uh, heads of those new alternate positions. I know you guys they are excited good. about those. Some more dive bomb gear, hint, hint, the air weight hoodie. You guys have seen, if you watch the vlog, CK talking about nonsense, thinking that Subway's better than Jersey Mike's. It is. You guys are crazy. Um, how, how do you? You I, can't I even know. justify that, but whatever. You know, everybody's <laughs> got their own opinion. One of these logo shirts, the DB logo shirts that you guys have, have come to love so much with the different species on them. We got one that we're going to release at Squad Fest that I will say has it's been up there with one of the most highly requested, if not the most highly requested species. So I'll let you guys use your imagination. We call them the uh, Alabama Mallards. So you guys can um, figure out what those are, but they do smile an awful lot. Could be some other surprises in there that we haven't even released at all. So all I can say is if you want to be on the front end of some of this stuff or have the opportunity to put your hands on it first, you might want to plan on being there. Because who knows, you know, our stuff, it sometimes it sells really, really fast. That's all I'm saying. So you might want to plan on being there. Guys, is there anything uh, that I'm missing that we need yes. to cover? Anything y'all want to add? Please jump in. Yeah. So, you know, back going back to what I was saying earlier is what Forrest and I used to go to with some of these waterfowl shows is that was an opportunity and a place to buy duck and goose calls and try them out. Um, you know, obviously we're going to have to do a little bit deeper sanitation with some of these but we're gonna have guys like uh sean mann out there s2 calls pacific calls they're gonna have call booths and they're gonna be selling calls um you know uh for jeff Foyles will be there cns mike stelsner from cns calls all the way up in minnesota he got with us yesterday uh i believe echo right is gonna be there for us yep. jt yep. Oh, sweet. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of big names uh, a lot of world titles, um, a, a lot of a lot of people that folks are going to want to come and meet. And really, I mean, just sitting here looking at this list, um, we're going to have some some people that you want to talk to. So, like Kyle said, if you want to buy a call, if you want to blow a call before you buy it, I mean, so many people are buying stuff online based on the engraving it has and that kind of stuff anymore. I mean, come show up, meet the guys who are behind making these calls. Um, let, you know, talk to them, let them help you find a call that fits you, uh, and, and give you a couple pointers along the way, because this is, this is really, you know, nearly unheard of anymore to have, you yeah. know, I think right now with, uh, with, with boost base, we're looking at, at a minimum of 10 call makers, um, that are going to be there to help people out. 
and uh, you know that's that's pretty hard to come across anymore. So it's going to be a really unique experience. And if uh, you know, heck, it doesn't really matter your skill level. Even if you're wanting to just come meet Hunter Grounds or, or you know any of the other big names that are going to be here, um, my gosh, it, it's going to be a pretty cool deal. Definitely. Yeah, I mean we're 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 going to have guys that have been hunting silhouette goose decoys on the eastern shore of Maryland <laughs> since you know the 70s at selling calls there but then we're also going to have guys all the way from washington and oregon the guys with pacific and the guys with s2 that hunt cacklers that hunt the lessers of the columbia basin so not only not only are you going to be able to get your call tuned exactly how you want it and how it needs to be tuned for you but you're going to be able to pick these guys brains like if you're planning a trip or maybe even just picking up on something that you know, it's always an opportunity to learn. Um, and, and I think that's going to be, that's going to be huge. I mean, Mike's up in Minnesota and we know exactly how many goose hunters are up in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So you could, you could pick something up from him. I mean, there's, there's so many opportunities to learn something, um, just from going and picking these guys brains and we're yep. we're really really excited to do that plus Definitely. i mean if you want to buy a call you buy a call too. i think that's the well, most exciting part about the contest to be honest with you is just the opportunity yeah. to be able to do that i mean can you yep. you can't even put a gauge or number on the wealth of information that's going to be walking around that place no well and, and and it's not even just you know ducks and geese you know i i, we, I know we've got brian richter coming uh who's I think he's the national sales rep for Bill Saunders. Uh, I'm not mm -hmm. sure I might have butchered his title there, but he works for Saunders. And he's kind of gaining the, the title of, uh, you know, the Babe Ruth at Crane Hunt. Crane, crane. Uh, I, I, know, I know he is one of, the, uh, one of the best crane callers out there. Um, and, you know, I've hunted with him and, and you know, where, where he guides a lot of crane hunts uh, down at Ranger Creek Goose, where I used to work. And, mm -hmm. and man, the, the guy is, the guy is, we, we called him Crane Lord. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think, uh, you know, he's going to be a really interesting guy to, to hang out Definitely. and listen to, uh, you know, throughout this whole thing as well. Absolutely. And, and even, even with, even with the guys that aren't, you know, coming and setting up a, and that are just competing in the con contest, there's, this is going to be the ultimate networking event for no people to doubt. absolutely learn. Like you're going to have dudes from Louisiana that can absolutely rip on a spec call that I want to, I want to ask and learn on, you know, you're, you're going to have like a Hayden Richard from Louisiana. You're going to have a Colby Stillwell from California uh, who are phenoms on spec calls and i mean there you're gonna have you're gonna be able to go at, i mean that's that's growing in popularity is 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 spec hunting because there's more and more of them coming around and mm -hmm. um and you're gonna be able to learn how to you can ask those guys how to communicate with specs more effectively you can ask Corey nickham how to get better at your feed on a duck call uh you i mean you can go up ask hunter grounds uh, or Robbie Iverson on particular no son and goose call all over the place. And then not to mention, you know, the amount of guys that are, that are going to be there that are so, ex so incredibly talented with photography that are going to be there. You know, it's, it's going to be the ultimate, ultimate event uh, for, for the new age of waterfowlers. Absolutely. There will be a ton of recognizable names in the outdoor industry at this event and 
like we've been harping on, it's just going to be an awesome place to network, <laughs> meet some new yep. folks, maybe swap some haunts. Just going to be a great summer weekend to connect with cool, like-minded individuals. Egos put aside. We know these guys. I mean, we know all these guys, and they're good, good people that I'm telling you. You got a question, um, you know, even if you think it's a dumb question, these are good guys. They they, they want to help you out. They're good people, and it's just it's just going to be a great event and a great resource for all waterfowlers, whether you've been doing it for 50 years or five days. It's going to offer something to everybody that's there. And um, we just can't wait. Yep. Guys, anything We're else? I don't want to miss anything. You know, I've tried to think of everything that I possibly can. I don't want to miss anything important. I just jotted a few notes down here on my paper, and I definitely missed the, the call one. So, Kyle, thank you so much for jumping on that because that's going to be awesome. You know, one thing about calls is a lot of the differences in a lot of these calls are so, so minuscule that it makes it really, really difficult to pick a call and settle on a call. But maybe if you just go and maybe you're just able to connect with somebody in a little different way that owns that call company, or maybe they show you a little bit more attention or maybe their suggestion, something they said was a little bit more helpful. Sometimes that's a great way to just settle in on a brand of calls. Maybe rather than picking the color you like or the engraving or the name or the logo, you talk to the people and the representatives and you, you realize like we're pretty like-minded. These guys have been really, really helpful. They, you know, they haven't been standoffish. They've just done whatever they could to help me out. Maybe that's a great way to pick a call company that you can latch on to. Cause let's be honest, all these calls and callers, they're so good. And the calls are, they're quality calls. I mean, all of them are good calls. So you might find a way to pick one if you've been kind of in between or you're not dedicated to one or the other. Maybe this will be a great way to connect with someone to find a call that you can get comfortable with and say, okay, this is what I want to, this is the one I want to blow moving forward because maybe you just like the people behind the brand. You know, Definitely. sometimes, no, and, sometimes and I, you I just think... like the colors and the name and, you know, hell, that's how yeah. I was when Little League. I like, you know, I didn't really care. I just <laughs> wanted cool colors on my unis, you know, but and, and if, <laughs> if you like that and like something with cool colors, by all means, but maybe you're one that you want a little bit more of a personalized experience. And I think this could be a great place to get that. Well, and, and you mentioned, you know, some of the guys giving people more attention. One thing that I want to stress to everybody listening that's wanting to come and meet these guys is take it upon yourself to reach out, you know, stick your hand out, introduce yourself because um, there are going to be a lot of people and there's going to be a lot of things going on. Um, but don't be shy. Every one of these guys in this industry that's coming here, I don't think we've got a bad apple coming, uh, especially that's running a booth. So put yourself out there, introduce yourself um, you know, it's not like we're going to have these guys lined up, sitting down, waiting to sign autographs sure. and, you know, have, have a 15 minute session with everybody. You're going to have to, right. you know, show just a little initiative, introduce yourself, say, Hey, you know, my name's, you know, John Wilson from Texas. And, you know, this is, this is where I'm at and, and this is what I'd like to do. Uh, and, and that changes things dramatically versus, you know, 
just a, you know, hi, how are you? Definitely. Uh, you know, what, what sounds like a casual introduction. So if you're, if you're really interested in, in getting something out of this, come with a game plan. So, yeah. you know, I know Hunter Grounds is going to have a booth. I want to talk to him about building my speed uh, or, or shaping a contest routine and go in there and, hey, Hunter, my name is so-and-so. Definitely. This is this is what I want to do. Do you have any time to talk about this? And I guarantee you that even if people are busy and swamped with customers, the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to give you their phone number and say, "Man, call me after this. Uh, you know, call me on Monday, and and let's work on this." Mm-hmm. Because all of these guys are passionate about it. Uh, you know, I look at the 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 names that are going to be having booths, and man, all the way down the row, you've got good-hearted people who just genuinely care about the sport and uh, helping grow the next generation of waterfowlers. So take the time, reach out, have a game plan. um, And I I really think that's going to benefit you a whole lot. And also, um, you know, back to, back to some of the prizes in the calling contest. I know we touched on it lightly, but um, we're going to be, there's going to be some hunts given away. And I, I, feel very confident that, uh, you know, while it hasn't been finalized, we're going to have a hunt giveaway for first place in all of these contests. Um, two man junior contest, novice contests. You want to talk about an opportunity to meet some people blowing a contest. If you do well in women and honestly, Kyle, how many contests have you seen where the top five contenders mess up and end up second through sixth and some guy who had no business winning ended up winning? Oh, it happens multiple times a year. Frequently, yeah. So, blowing these contests, come out here. If you win one of these contests uh, and get to go on on some of these hunts, you're going to get to hunt with some of the better outfitters in the country, in a really cool part of the country, and have an experience uh, that that you may not have had the opportunity to have before. So, uh, you know, it isn't just for the open contest, the novice, junior, two man stuff. There's going to be hunts given away that are pretty high dollar value. So throw your name in the hat and, you know, see, see what happens. Definitely. We'll also have uh, a couple booths, one for sure, maybe another that will be nonprofits that raise money to take veterans yep. out yep. on hunts as well. So we're really, really excited to have uh, you know, special ops excursions. And then uh, we've got another one we've been talking with that, it looks like they're going to be in as well. So we'll probably have two for sure one. So that'll be a great place to, um, you know, if you feel like you want to get involved in something like that, military background or, you know, just appreciation for uh, the guys that served in our armed forces, that's going to be a great group of guys to talk to as well. So we're really excited to have them out. Kyle, you got anything else, bud? And I, I cannot, I've got a lot. I mean, I got a lot of stuff, but um, I am extremely, extremely excited for this deal. Uh, And to, you know, just add on what force was just talking about with these booths and everything. Just don't be, just go ask people. If, if you, if you want help with something, don't be afraid to just walk up to a guy and be like, Hey, I need help with double cluck or something like that. Because every single person that has a booth there and that is, helping with this event that's all that's how we learned mm-hmm. and we understand that's exactly um how we came up into the wall and got into the waterfowl industry um the the novice meat duck calling contest i'm ecstatic for because <laughs> that st louis 
area. It's not only centrally located, you know, between Kansas Kansas City and then St. Louis. You're close to West Tennessee, West Mm -hmm. Kentucky, Southern Illinois. It is going to be stacked. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be a it's going to be a great contest with a lot of talented guys that we never even heard of. So it's going to be it's going to be really really cool to see that. Definitely, definitely, and and don't be shy to ask us either. Um, Yeah. That, that's another thing I wanted to point out, you know, along with the standard, you know, there's, it's always on the table. If anyone has questions, you know, send us an email, you know, Forrest, F-O-R-R-E-S-T at divebombindustries.com. Kyle, K-I-L-E at divebombindustries.com. And hit us up if you've got stuff that, that you don't need to talk about in person or that you would want to follow up with at the contest. Yeah. Um, uh, even just reach out and introduce yourself, but mm-hmm. don't be shy. You know, we're all going to be walking around helping out with this event. Um, you know, Cade's going to be walking around with a camera, uh, the big boss man, Cody, man, he's, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be all over the place during that thing. And, and Asher, you're going to be around too. So, I mean, for, for anyone that has questions about any of this stuff, we're resources as well. And, and don't be shy to reach out because, you know, whether it's us or, uh, you know, someone like Sean Mann or, or Hunter Grounds, um, you know, don't be shy to reach out no matter how big the name they're there because they want to be there. Uh, you know, you're not going to be bothering anyone. Just take the time, reach out, ask your questions. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Well, you guys Absolutely. have done a, uh, a wonderful job putting this thing together. You know, we've had some awesome communication and we got a few other little hurdles to jump over, but overall things are, things are looking good and the pieces are falling together nicely. So, Great job so far. We'll shore up some of these other smaller details and we will be absolutely ready to rock and roll by the weekend of the squad fest. Guys, thanks for hopping on here with me. Y'all enjoy the rest of your day and I will uh, talk to both of you real soon. Thanks a bunch, man. Take care. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me. See ya. All right. There it is. All the details of the first annual Dive Bomb Squad Fest. I don't want to wish my days away because I have crappie to catch in a t-ball season for my boy Maverick, but I absolutely cannot wait for this event. I'm most excited about meeting so many of you in person for the first time. So many names of guys I recognize through social media and feel like we're already friends, but I look forward to shaking your hands and meeting in person. Y'all head over to our YouTube channel. The vlog we just posted last week from Hunting Spring Snows in Nebraska has some awesome killing from inside the spread. We had so much fun making that one. Go to the 25 and a half minute mark and tell me you you can watch that without laughing. Long story short, Kate had Mexican for lunch and had to sacrifice the sleeves on his shirt for the afternoon sit in the spread. We'll talk soon, everyone. Y'all be good. Thank you for listening to the Dive Bomb Squadcast.